Welcome to Ali Talks, the platform for podcasts and videos to explore spirituality in your daily life. Simple and easy. Join the movement and go to Ali.vision. I'm Betty. Hello and welcome to our weekly Energy Shot podcast. Um, this is Matt Taylor. My name is Nicolayana, and we're having a decision that we're producing this podcast uh, almost a year ago, no, even more than a year ago. Yeah, no, it was January last year. Yeah. Yes. We want to give you weekly astrological updates and some coaching tools, some healing techniques, some wisdom, some teachings to give you like inputs and inspiration for your day-to-day life to maneuver yourself and your body on this planet in a better way. Hi. How are you this week, man? I'm very well, actually. I'm in good form. I had a very quiet day yesterday. Oh. So, yeah, so it's sort of like a bit cozy Sunday. So, feeling good on a Monday. Yeah. It's nice. The yes. moon day. Yes. Moon days are so important for us. No way. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, like with moon days, it's good to go against the moon, that to actually consolidate things and put things clear rather than drift along with it. Otherwise, Monday just becomes a little bit vague for me. Yeah. Like it's too moony. So I, I, I need it to really put into my week. So yeah, so I, which speaking of which, um, the, the week starts with this week, the moon really starts with the moon in Virgo. So this is really good for getting responsible, organized, structured, doing the accountancy details, making, mm. analyzing stuff, you know, so uh, really getting clear on, on what we're doing. So the, the week starts, the, the, the Virgo moon always like, always where the moon starts the week really sets an energy for the kind of, you know, week we will have. So this is a good week, particularly the beginning of the week for really cracking on, putting things you know, in order or analyzed or looking at where things could be improved and, and all of that. So it's good energy for all the details. Um, and it's the final week of the lunar cycle. So we'll be coming into a, a, a new moon next week. So often when, you know, we have four weeks in a lunar cycle, it's 28 days. It's actually a lunar cycle is 29 point something. It's not 30 and it's not 28. It's just hovering in there. Uh, there's. So we are coming to the end of a lunar cycle next week. So when the lunar cycles are closing off, uh, we know that this is really a good time for not, not really doing new things, although you can if you want to, but really to, to, to take advantage of the energy, what we're doing is really reflecting on what the month was like, what I need to go over, what I could release, what I want to, you know, take into the new cycle that, you know, so it's a really a reflective letting go, um, closing off point. And what a great way to end with Virgo energy, because it really helps you analyze uh, and get into the details of what the month was like so that you can you can finish off knowing really exactly, you know, where you're at to go into the new lunar cycle next week. So that's kind of a good energy to take advantage of this week. For me, it's almost with this, um, with this week. It started, for me, it started yesterday already a little bit from the energetic point of view, but it's also an option to close down the past year. 
Like for me, it feels not even, you know, only this lunar cycle, but even to close the window of the last year. And yes, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that actually. We're coming to a big phase of of endings. The the last full moon had a few energies of 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 um, endings and rebirth, you know. So coming bouncing back, like it had a lot of selenar energy, and selenar is the asteroid of of um, coming back from the depths. You know, so it has this kind of bounce back energy, bringing new things up like that, that perhaps we were in. And also, too, we've had a long, long period of something in retrograde. Um, and this week, Mercury finishes its retrograde and Venus finishes its retrograde. And last week, Uranus finished its retrograde. So, so that means no planet in retrograde. And no planets in retrograde. Oh, Venus. my God. That's right. Finally, so, let's have a party. Finally, you need to, because it's a big thing, you know. So what we've had over 2019, 2020, 2021, is a lot of planets retrograding in the final half of the year, right? And this will happen again in June, July. We'll get many planets starting to retrograde. And then in about September, October, we'll get some more. And then we will they will fade off in November and December. So again, we're going to have this big, amount of planets retrograding all together in the second half of the year. Now, we know looking back over those three years that this is distinctly different flavor at the beginning of the year. Everybody's happy. Everybody's upbeat. Everybody's like, oh, get on with it. Oh, it's coming to an end. Oh, hard full. And then we go back into the year. So it's like, oh, it's never ending. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But really, these, these big um, planets all retrograding at the same time give us such an opportunity to really reflect and go deep and look at what's not working, analyze, stand back, go over things. And so it's really like, and now we can put those in, right? So now we will have from this following week, more or less the beginning of February, let's call it that, you know, a big streak with really not much retrograde, um, you know, in terms of major planets until May. So it's a good time to move forward, right? We've had this new, this full moon last week that brings things up. We've got these closings of retrogrades. So it's a good time to feel like things are moving forward. And we know also from, you know, we've been going through a pandemic now for uh, what, two years. And we also feel that that is also coming to perhaps some kind of closure you know it's it's as i said it always comes in waves and then each wave it, 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 it gets less influential right it's less powerful right so and we're starting to see it regress back to a flu which is what my friend told me she's also an astrologer and a virologist so you know so we come into that whether we get another one we don't know but at least this phase of this one is really feeling like that's coming to an end as well. So, you know, so there's a lot like finalizing both in the physical world, in the energetic world, that gives us a sense that we are moving forward. Yeah. And just like you said, that many things are closing down, but also many things are, are opening up, you know? I feel also it has a lot to do with the Chinese New Year as well, because, huh. you know, whenever the Chinese New Year is, is now in the beginning of February and um, it's, it, it does something if 7 billion people are agreeing on a new year then, 
And the, I mean, the whole Orthodox um, community has agreed on a new year in January. So like for me, this, this, the, the January shift between um, the world where uh, they agree that the, 20, the 31st December uh, of the, uh, the year is the new year and then they're having the Orthodox New Year and then they're having the Chinese New Year. So it seems like a lot of collective fields are shifting into a new vibration, into a new energy. And for me always, like I really feel the new year here when the Chinese are coming in as well. Right. And something in the energy shifting again. And, and also I think it's then the last, um, the last, uh, or the first, let's keep it that way. It's the, the, the first cycle of the astrology, uh, astrological new year. Right. Mm. Yes. We have that in, in spring. So yeah. yeah, there's, there's many energies, you know, whether they're collective human made or organic that are moving us at this point. So we will feel like a sense of moving forward. I think that that's quite helpful at this point for all of us now. Yes. <laughs> all <laughs> so, a bit fed up. But... Yeah. And it kind of makes me feel good to be a little bit more optimistic because sometimes I feel like, oh my goodness, we need the doomsday machine, you know, coming yeah. in. But it is difficult energies when many things are retrograding. You have to speak to that. But at least we get a chance to speak to something where the energies are a little more blowing in ourselves, moving us forward. Not to say things are easy, but we, it's, as human beings, we like to feel we're going forward. We like to feel things are happening and experiencing. Yeah. It's important for us in that general sense of evolution and growth, yeah, that we have that. If I could just speak to a little bit more of the Mercury and then, yeah. you know, Sorry, just to like give a little bit more detail because it's important here that what we understand about Mercury retrogrades over the past year is they've only happened in air signs. So air is the energy of our head, right? What I think and what I say and my thought in the logic, in the material, right? Not the upper consciousness stuff, more here. And Mercury is the sign that rules over that. So we've really had a lot of revision of the way I think about things, the way I speak to things, uh, different perspectives, multi-dimensional views, multi-perspectives, uh, revisiting the way I believe about things and, and information flying left, right and centre, right? So I'm not, I'm, this is very interesting that this Mercury retrograde, this one is in Aquarius, which is an air sign, so it's giving us that another ability to re reflect on the way that I think about something and the way that I speak to something, which is so important because, as we know, in all spiritualities, that is what sets our reality, right? The way I think and speak creates my reality, not the way I experience reality happening to me because that's victim consciousness. So as the creator of reality. So Mercury retrogrades always are really important. They happen often so that we get that opportunity to review that I'm speaking correctly, that I'm thinking correctly and going over the, the new challenges in order to become a creator. So they're super good, right? They're how we message into the world. Mm -hmm. Now, when they're retrograding, we get a chance to review how I'm messaging into the world, yeah? And with Aquarius, it's particular around me being unique or different or slightly rebellious or out of out of comfort zones, you know, like the Aquarian energy, it's it's pretty it's innovative. It's it's taking things forward as well, as we've just said. It's it's updating all things. So Mercury retrograde gives us the review of how I want to 
like go forward in an offbeat, kooky, quirky way or break comfort zones or do something different or bring out different qualities in myself or speak to, or see or speak to something in a different way than I normally do. At the final part of the retrograde, it goes back into Capricorn and Cassini's with the sun. The sun is entering um, Aquarius, moving from Capricorn to Aquarius. So Cassini, a planet, is at the very, very same degree as the sun. They become one, right? So Mercury and the sun will be at the very, very same degree in Capricorn. So this means I'm, I'm going back and really looking at how I'm Capricorn things are structures and embedded patterns and, and hierarchies. I'm really looking at how I'm structuring or higher or putting things in order in my day and going back to the way we were thinking at the end of December or the beginning of January, if you can go back to there, what were you doing that was reflecting on a new model or a new system or a new pattern or a new way you wanted to work or a new thing you wanted to do with your clients or a new way you wanted to go out into public, that kind of field of Capricorn issues, work, systems, uh, out in public kind of thing. And look at how you're messaging. Now, before this, Nicole didn't know I was speaking to this, she was telling me about a lot of marketing that she's doing with her website that she started back then and concluding now, right? So this is Nicole, <laughs> is an example of this, right? So um, look at that. What, what are you restructuring? What are you reordering around the way you're communicating on some particular work issue, public issue, um, or your own ways that you organize your, your day and organize things. And that will come up to a conclusion. That will be a whole body of work. Then going forward, what's really interesting is that, be, that Mercury this year will retrograde only or mainly, mainly in Earth signs. So we will continue looking every three months and rethinking all the ways we work, structure, uh, routines, uh, daily patterns, putting things in order, our finances, the accountancy of ourselves, all of this. So it's very accountable, responsible year, which is what I started off with talking about in the in the forecast. So that Mercury vision means where am I lift up in my accountability, my responsibility, my work ethic, all these very serious things that Earth energies are, are about and are very important. So yeah, that, it's a shift in the energy because of this the, the new pattern of Mercury retrogrades, um, concluding really in air signs and moving into a regularity with the Earth. I'm happy that it's changing up a little bit because I could, I think the, the last year with also the North Node in Gemini, right? It was very, very um, mind oriented. Like everything was constantly about the mind. Like we talked a lot about it. Korean, that was really annoying. <laughs> So I'm very happy that we're now getting into deeper waters or deeper, like mm. more earthly, more grippable. Yes. Because it's my expertise as well. You know, mm. I'm, a bot, I'm a healer. I'm a, I'm, I'm teaching how to d d maneuver yourself in this physical body. So that 
for me it's like that makes so much sense to have it this way now <laughs> get out of that mind game. yes we're a lot of, we're a lot in our mind a lot with our opinions a lot with our views a lot with other people's opinions and views and you know but I think the, the positive of, of air is it, is it shifts, it's change, it's the energy of change, right? And so this is why we see so many things rapidly changing in our world on a constant basis um, and feeling the sense to keep up. It's fast moving. So earth is very sedentary. We put in stable things, secure things, things that routine us out. The, the, the energies though that are coming in on the earth are shaking them up. So Mercury is a, a revision shake up energy. Uranus is a shake up energy. Pluto is a detox energy. Mercury and Uranus are brother and sister. Like Mercury is the little brother to Uranus doing the bigger, you know, job of really rattling things up. So we will see where things move and shake in the earth world, where we border ourselves, where we, uh, and we can see a little, I don't want to add too much energy, but we see a little bit of all of that bordering energy, um, country energy shaking up a little bit in the bigger field, you know? So there's little agitations, Afghanistan, Ukraine, Poland, right? There's little agitations and maybe also, you know, in other parts of the world about where borders lie, about where, you know, so, so we could see shifting borders shift in, in our own world as well, like where I can move things so it's an agitating energy so with the with the with the air and now we have this agitation now much more with the earth right this yeah. year right so so we will still be like because we hold on to these things with like they give yeah. us our secure our security like if i do this today i feel very secure but if it shakes up i feel very insecure so we're seeing that shake up and it comes through also in in other ways um such as volcanoes or um you know the earth shaking up right the one in tonga exactly so you know these are these will come more um into play and the the finalization of venus retrograding is in capricorn as well which is also an earth sign saying What's your money? What's your time? What's what's your value worth? You know, so you're really looking in at your self value and you're reanalyzing what you're worth and the cost of things and the time of things. So this year is very down in the practical. It's really practical year about what are you doing, how you're doing it, how you're laying this out, how you're organizing this. Very much so. So we'll be talking a lot about that. That I. Like I'm looking forward to go with you through this year, so I know where I have to go and do my work. <laughs> You're very on it, though. You always tell me something before the session, and I think, oh, that is exactly where the planets are, yeah. you know, really, really taking you. So you, you're very aligned, I think. Yeah, you know, yeah, just so. in a sense, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. And it's really for me, it's fascinating because. There are many people that are very aligned that have nothing to do with astrology or mystics at all whatsoever. And because, but because they're, they're having a very good connection to their selves, to their physical body, to, to what, what their needs are, the physical body actually has really the capacity to talk to you and to give you like when, when you, for example, have a, 
a funny stomach for, for two or three weeks and you feel like ah, I would maybe need to have a cleanse with like a soup cleanse or like a deeper cleanse, whatever, like a fast or something, or, oh, maybe I should do a fast for one or two days, or maybe I should eat only veggies for a couple of days to, to, you know, to cleanse the physical body actually would give you the, 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 the things you need to do in order to be aligned with the cosmos. Or love that because like earth energies do relate to the body because it's physical yeah. now it's a, it's an earth it's an earth experience yes. and the energies with that are very like cleansing shaking changing so i think that will be a trend this year you know new kinds of detoxes or or the ways to disrupt your own normality like people want to want to do that or patterns that's right so yes. if you're proactive in that you can really as nicole's saying you can really move with the energy a bit easier rather than if you're not if you're if you're trying to resist it you get it you get that tension or you get that stress that you don't want to just, like integrating things in your own life that disrupt or cleanse or change is more proactive and will help yeah i think so too and i think you again you don't need to be super spiritual you can have like a normal job somewhere and but because your connection to your physical body is is really or your relationship to the physical body is very beautiful you start to listen to him and like oh he wants to move there is a need to there's always this thought coming out oh, i should go to the forest and then you actually really go to the forest and that really then brings you into alignment with the trees and the trees are doing celestial communication and through that you can connect to the cosmos better and but that's done automatically just because you thought you want to go in the forest so like i think the, the, the cool thing about the mystics and the mystical arts in general is they explain a lot of things a lot of phenomenons in a deeper sense in a deeper level but they're actually not needed if you have a relationship to your physical body and to your um, environment. Like if you're in connection to the environment and to your physical body, if you're having this relationship maintained, then you don't need mystical arts. You don't need to know those things. You don't need a belief to believe in, I don't know, timelines or whatever, or you don't need to understand those things, why tarot works or why astrology it works. You, you wouldn't need that. You would just, like maneuver yourself on a planet but because we're having the tendency to think oh i did last year i did um uh, i did this every day i ate every day in an avocado i don't know avocado toast <laughs> because we spoke about it oh mm. last year i ate every day in avocado toast and you're still doing it but it doesn't feel good anymore well your body's telling you you don't need it anymore then eat something else like then do the i don't know a matcha bowl or i don't know what people eat like but like listen to your body and that will put you even deeper in alignment than ever before and then yes yeah There's a, i love this i love this conversation about how nature reflects how we need to move and live right so yeah. there's many many like clues in nature about what they're going through and what they're changing and how they work right so it's interesting because the last full moon cabalistically is the energy of nature so it's the new year for nature 
with the full moon of Aquarius, which is Kabbalistically, we're in the month of Aquarius, and it's the it's the full moon where nature gets the energy for the year. So in the quantum physics of this world, where the, the this full moon that we just last received is really about how trees defy gravity right and how they have a process where they're continually blooming and restricting and blooming and restricting and all of this so there are many clues in there and it's lovely that we're talking about it because the souls of the trees and the vegetation are, are receiving their energy during this moment so you know they have a, a cyclical process as well so when we're connecting more in with cyclical processes uh, we are evolving, we are moving forward and something that is more in tune or organic to our own true soul. Yeah, totally. Mm. It's a beautiful point. And Earth is, again, nature. So, you know, I think that this, this is great one, a great tool. So, you know, listen to your body, as Nicole say. It's great. So um, that's the end of the week. We will see the Mercury retrograde finalized. We will see the Venus retrograde finalized. And another finalization this week is Mars is finalizing in Sagittarius and entering in the Capricorn. Mm -hmm. So we will have another Capricorn energy. We'll have in there, we'll have Mercury finalizing, Pluto still in there, and Mars is entering there as well. So this is, um, now we have three forward planets, you know, at the end of the week going into Capricorn, this is roll your sleeves up, get on with the job, do your work, put your a lot of drive, a lot of passion into what you're taking your work out into. This is a time to get excited really about the work that you want to do, the money you want to earn, uh, the way you want to put that in order, how you want to like structure that. Uh, there are a lot of people who are not good with structures. And if you're not good with structures, this is the time to do that because you will never reach your goals unless you have good structures in place. So, you know, it's really more about structures than it is about goals. Whether we look at the psychology, the spirituality, uh, everybody, you know, who does work on this area says it's better to have a, a routine, a weekly routine that takes you somewhere to where you want to go and constantly focusing on the goal. Right. So so this is excellent for for structuring your life and getting excited about the things that you want to do. Mm. So really positive energy for the next five or six weeks as Mars goes through um, Capricorn. It will go past Pluto at some point in four weeks. They were doing a transit, so Pluto, in, and that's when we get really intense. That's when things get really, like, you know, intense. So that could be positive intensity. Usually when Mars and Pluto are joining up, it can be quite a negative one or a challenging one. But this one, when they're, when Mars goes transiting past Pluto, really adds intensity. So we will be ramping up on, on, on the finances, on the time, on the work, money's time, time is money, all of that sort of phrasing you know, we will feel and we will want to want to make the most of it. So I would expect some kinds of, uh, with the current energies, I would, some, I would expect productivity to be really increasing. So uh, also as, as it finalizes in Sagittarius, Sagittarius is about being the boss. Um, it's about who's on top. Um, it's belief systems. It's how we understand things. It's how we want to grow. It's how we want to expand. So we will feel a natural sense of more growth, more expansion, more ideas, more the ways I believe in myself. 
But watch because Mars in a fire sign like Sagittarius means there could be domination issues. You know who's on top. Who you know. So and we see this starting to play out in the in the in the greater field. This is a there's a power struggle going on to show who's on top. Can I get on top? Like, um, and so we will see. And interestingly. The way the world is responding to this constant trigger of who's on top is with finances. We will cut the finances into the country if you do this, right? So, so this is the this is very interesting that we're having a lot of this financial power struggle in the bigger field at the moment, right? With the Ukraine, right? And the Western world has responded by saying, "Well, we'll cut off all of the internal financial mechanisms going into Russia. That's their defense." So, so here it's very interesting that we see it play out in the bigger field about where we're focusing on, where we're growing. We don't want to obviously go down that path, but we want to be a positive path. Of where can I really take my big ideas out? These all this new self empowerment that I feel as Mars finalizes in Sagittarius, all this growth, and then put it into practical structures in the month of Capricorn that result. In a good time, finance, work-life balance structure, yeah, and that's very possible. It's very possible with these current energies. Yeah, I, I, when you were speaking about setting goals and putting into practice and having a structure, and there, there is this beautiful saying. Like um, I think it was Sadhguru. He's so funny. He said, well, there was someone coming to me and said, well, Sadhguru, I'm meditating on my goals every day. Like I'm sitting down and I'm meditating on my goals and I want to move the energy and I'm, I'm doing it, but it's not happening. And it's, it's like, and then he says, like, what are you doing for that? And the person says, well, I'm meditating. Well, but what do you, what's the action you put in? And the person was like, I'm, I'm meditating. Well, that's not enough. <laughs> I like the idea of it. That if we could too. just sit, sit in and look at our vision board, it's all going to happen. You know? Yes, but like I have a vision board and I do that every year. Like I have a vision board and it's, it's placed in my house and I, I work with it. But, you know, if I envision that I want to write a book, that's very good, but the book doesn't write itself. So I need to plan every week to write one chapter. And then after 12 or 14 weeks, I have written 12 or 14 chapters and then I have a book and then I can proceed to review and revise and, you know, but so what that means is like you need your goal and yes, meditate on the goal to keep the goal in your third eye as a, as a, uh, it's and, like, it's like, a, it's like um, a golf, you know, when you play golf and you have the flag. But yeah. you've got to do a series yeah. of things to reach there. Yeah. But you know kind of a direction. And I think that's what a goal is. It's not, we make things too specific, I think. We yeah. don't have a general sense, but I need to be here because it's blocking off what the light wants to bring in, what the process wants to be in, what I want to evolve in. Does it really yeah. going to we have to look like this or can it look like something more like that? You know, I think the meditation is always great for that tuning and that reboot. Amazing. Amazing. Yes, but... You need to hit the ball in order to come closer to the goal. Yes. You need to <laughs> hit right. it. And sometimes you land in a in a water and sometimes you're landing in the sand bunker and sometimes you land in the, the, the higher grass and you need another club and you need another 
uh, you know, you need another number to, to hit the ball again. Sometimes you need to exchange even the, the, the tools that you're using. Sometimes you need experts that help you. Sometimes you need to do it on your own. Sometimes you, you need to go into the waters and sometimes you stand in sand, but like, you need to move your physical body. And that's really interesting. People, like, in order to understand how to maneuver time and space, because that's what it basically is, like you're having an idea and you're bringing it down onto planet Earth. So you're having, let's keep with the idea of a book. You have the idea you want to write a book. So this idea is just in, in the ethers, it's an idea. And then, but in order to bring it down on planet Earth, you need to do the work, you need to put in the work. And in, for you to, in order for you to do that, so the book is, is not manifesting itself through not doing any work. There are tons of different options. You can dictate the book and let it be written by the word, uh software or you can write it on your own or you can dictate it and then take give it to someone else to write it down or you can be interviewed by someone and then the book is written there are many different options of how it's going to be written but it needs to be written that's it's not manifest energy doesn't manifest itself just by thinking of it it needs the proactive like it needs action it needs you putting, you moving your body and putting some, doing something. Your book, mm. your book is not being presented to you by the universe all by itself. It won't I wonder, yeah, I wonder too, because I'm on this process of doing some like work around dreams, becoming like a dream therapist and alchemist and, you know, all of that. I find it really interesting. And sometimes I wonder if people take their meditations too literal. Because the only way that the, the, the subconscious can speak to you is through is through image, but it's not about what the image is. It's about um, understanding what it represents. What are the energies in there? What is it? What is it trying to communicate to you? And it, it and people say with their dreams, I think, and anything coming up from their subconscious, oh, this happened. This means this will happen. And this is very, you know, like not how the subconscious speaks to us it speaks to us through uh, messages that are coded um and so i even wonder like even at the beginning point of our meditations if people are understanding them what's coming up in their visualizations really correctly because if they're taking them literally and reactively responding to that it is not it's not it's not it's very can be often very far from what the dream's actually about. So you know, people will say to me, "Oh, you appeared in a dream," and it's, it's not about me. It's about what I represent to you. You know what I mean? It's nothing about us. <laughs> you know what I mean? But somewhere in your subconscious mind, I represent something to you, and you need to look at what that represents. For example, I'm just making a simplified example. It's many like. To decode a dream, it takes an hour, hour and a half to get even vaguely close to what it is. It's a huge work, you know. So, and I wonder even at the beginning point, if people are under, really able to decode their medica meditations properly so they even know where they're going. Like people say, I meditate and I saw Hawaii, do I need to move there? I mean, it's it's possible. <laughs> it's a nice place. But it's, it's not really that. It might be, but it's not really that. It's more like what does 
you know, what does all of that imagery mean? And you have to probe into that and you need someone maybe even to help you probe into that because the subconscious is not literal. Yeah. Mm. So, the, yeah, so there's many things here about meditation, I think, that are important about understanding them properly, what they really mean to you. And as you said, how you structure and go forward to create what that could possibly be. That's it for me for okay. this week. But I think it's good. Like it's a lot of closing down up and really cracking on with it, energy and breaking through new things, getting things done, productivity, new new realities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get to continue speaking very positively for a while. Yes, yeah. about all this stuff. So, I mean, people you'd even talk to, I don't know about you, Nicole, but even in my circles of friends, people feel like they really want to get on with something new now. And that's just, you know, they, of course, in their mind, if they don't know anything about astrology, they're associating with the virus finishing up. And, and to a sense, that's, I understand that. Um, but really, there is a lot of energy as well in the 99% reality of energy that's really feeling like, okay, I want to close down this part. I want to analyze it. I want to reflect on it. And I want to take things, things forward. Love it. I, th- I, I feel too. one more thing um, about mm. the meditation. Mm. Um, I think what's really important, um, the, I'm, a, I'm a very big nerd when it comes to energetic techniques. And yes. I feel, uh, I know. It's, <laughs> but very good, but uh, a good nerd. <laughs> I'm unique, so I know. It's, sometimes I'm like, why can't you just be fun? Why do you always have to be? It's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Well, I know it's it's what I do. So, there the dreams are happening in your are are working in your subconscious mind, which is really beautiful. To to I fully agree with that. There are meditations where you're going into the subconscious landscape, where you're meditating in your own current subconscious reality. But then there are meditations where you're changing the perception in your subconscious landscape and you're altering the subconscious landscape. And then there are meditations which are way out of your subconscious landscape. When you're like in the neutral mind and you're going out into the cosmos, this is where you're getting in new information to act and that's prophetic that's what in Kabbalistic we call it prophetic level yes. which very few of us can reach you know what i mean me, like we're not it's, it's possible but people understand yeah. that like that's why mm-hmm. also like when people are like oh i did an ayahuasca ceremony well that's you do you in your uh, in your subconscious landscape where you are people are like oh i did a i don't know i did a a, a soul travel thing oh good you know also, all the subconscious landscape, or I dreamed about this. It's you dream, the quality of your dreams is only, or your meditation experience, or your ayahuasca experience, or whatever experience you have, is only in the field of you being able to download thought patterns, which are the same vibrational field as your current subconscious landscape where you live in. That's it. And But yeah. then there is this other part, this you, how the Kabbalists say prophetic. We in Kundalini Yoga, we say just meditation. <laughs> and this the, I think what you're saying that is there's different levels, isn't there? So most of the most of the meditation dream level that most of us get to is is that understanding how it's coded. We're not really, yeah. 
occasionally, very rarely, one, once in 10 years, we'll get something prophetic where it's so clear to us about yes. what we've got to do. Yeah. Yes. And the, I think this is the level you're, you're, you're alluding to now. Yeah, and I'm trying to explain that there are techniques on this planet where you can have those prophetic meditations or prophetic experiences. Like more often. More often, yeah. Mm. Not only you jungling around or, or walking around in your conscious <laughs> landscape. Yeah, that's right. And then I think that's such a great point, like to understand that we, you know, just to add, we've got Jupiter in Pisces, Neptune in Pisces. So this will bring up more internal subconscious delving in there kind of feelings, you know, um, so this all this year. So we will see more of the subconscious landscape, but I guess our point is most of the time it's not literal. It's, it's needs a certain amount of deeper understanding of what it's trying to message back to you. Yeah, I fully agree. I love that. I think, you know, it'd be great to, to, to talk to more to that level, some different prophecy and messages as we go on. Amazing. That's, That's a great point. Thank you, Nicole. All right. Thank All right. you so much, everyone, for listening this week. We love you very much, and we hope you're back with us next week for the next astrology prophecy from the Matt Taylor experience. If you want to book a reading, it's a good time for a yearly reading with Matt. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Like pre prepare yourself for what's coming and um, have an amazing mm. week. Bye. Bye. Lovely having you with us at Ali Talks. Would you like to know more about empowered spirituality, whether in business or for your personal life? Then visit us at ali.vision or write us an email at contact at ali.vision.